any group of people that come together with the same idea, same intention, same purpose, same passion, can move mountains. So as an artist, it's really useful and important to have these groups of people that can support you, encourage you, and nourish you in the right way. This is Studio Confessions, the art and wellness podcast. Listen in as artists and culture makers come clean to share their journeys and tell us what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues and point of view to welcome inspiration and live a more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. It's a balmy 75 degrees, iced coffee and rose gin on tap, and disco is on a loop. That's exactly how it is where I'm at. At home, in my bubble, what's yours like? There's no excuse. Light a candle, it changes everything. I know this is an art podcast, but I'm beginning to think that it's more of a wellness podcast, a wellness through art podcast. And I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people are afraid of wellness and holistic and the occult. I'm cool with that. And one of the most important self-help books in America has been Think and Grow Rich. Have you heard of it? Recently, I was on a show on Instagram Live with Aaron Jack, and it's really cool. He has a show called Artist to Art. He goes live on Tuesdays afternoon, and he invited me to be on it, and we spoke for an hour, if you can imagine. An hour, that's a really long time, but it just breezed by through, and it was great. And we were talking about all these great things, and... After the conversation, I brought up the idea of a mastermind, which is something that comes up in this book, Think and Grow Rich. And I mean, the title itself is kind of cringy, but I say it's the most important self-help American book because it's very capitalistic and it has great tips on how to put your mind in the right place to be prosperous and to go for it, which... If you've read any inspirational meme, you've come across to the tenets of Think and Grow Rich. I kind of recommend it, and here's why I kind of recommend it. There's a lot of important occult information, and when I mean occult, not only do I mean spooky and like, you know, Wicca and sacred text, occult means hidden, and there's a reason why a lot of these ideas are hidden, because if they fall in the wrong hand, like say a greedy banker a nefarious president, they can use this knowledge, this power to make amazing things happen in their favor, not in the favor of humanity or, or prosperity for all. So if you take a look around the world, case in point, you'll see what's going on. So this book, Think and Grow Rich, is particularly popular with real estate agents. Look back a few years, what's been going on with the real estate uh, world, right? It's not the most righteous environment to work in, to be in. Unfortunately, we have to buy houses, right? Hopefully, we can afford it. So, one of the tenants in the book, not only... Well, there's, there's many tenants, and it's, it's a very exciting book. If your heart is in the right place, totally recommend it. Um, but what happens, one of the things that they preach is 
do and ask for forgiveness later, right? Which is kind of like if you're saying, oh, I want to make a portrait of my local politician. You might feel shy to paint a portrait, but then you do it and then, you know, if they don't like it, well, you can ask permission. That's great. But if you're talking about, you know, money, if you're talking about things that have long repercussions, that's more dangerous. So it, it has that really icky border of people who can use this for personal gain at the expense of others' well-being. So be warned. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure your heart is in the right place. So check it out. It, it might give you something. But the whole mastermind is a brilliant exercise in creating a community around you. Because that's all it really is, a community. But a very thoughtful community. Now, I have a few masterminds going. And this is the thing. We don't meet in person. We don't all wear, you know black cloaks and do ceremonial magic. Although we could, because ideally, a mastermind is a coven. A mastermind is a conclave. A mastermind is a gang, in so many words, right? Any group of people that come together with the same idea, same intention, same purpose, same passion, can move mountains. So as an artist, it's really useful and important to have these groups of people that can support you, encourage you, and nourish you in the right way. Because there's way too many people out there who will give you advice, who will tell you what they think about you and your work. But when you select a mastermind group, you do it very consciously. You select people who you want to emulate, whose energy resonates with you. People who are a few steps ahead of you so that you can trail with them and catch up with them. Same thing with people who are just a few steps behind you, right? So you can help them, they can catch up to you. It's great. How do you do this though? There are a few ways. So for me personally, before I've contacted anybody, I start my imaginary masterminds. What artists can I look at that have done amazing things that I can study and reverse engineer? How did they get there? One of my favorite mastermind participants who has no idea she's in my mastermind is Lisa Frank. I love Lisa Frank. I love pink. I love happy things. <laughs> so Lisa Frank is definitely part of my mastermind. She doesn't know it. I don't know her. I'd love to meet her. If you know her, give her my number. But she's so important because I've seen the things she does, right? She's a graphic designer. She started as a graphic designer, not as an artist, but she's an artist and her work is so accessible and she has a clear voice and it's very optimistic. It's kind of surreal and, and mythical. So she's definitely part of it. But again, she doesn't know it. And I can have a hundred, I can have five more masterminds. The smaller the group, the better, just because then you have more opportunity to really study what is going on with these people and how they've prospered. Another way of doing a mastermind that isn't as overt and consorted is by reaching out to people and grouping them internally, right? So if you have five people who you call for advice on relationships, for advice on finances, or for advice on art, they don't necessarily need to know that you're speaking to all five of them. 
I mean, you could, you can have a Zoom meeting, but if you speak to one individually and then call the other four, that's a mastermind. I've had a few teachers that I've kept very close to me because they were gay older men who were in long lasting relationships. And that is something that I wanted to be part of. I wanted that in my life. So I didn't have a party where we all hung out, but I stayed close to them and I spoke to them and I observed them. How did these two men, how were they able to create a love story in a world that doesn't endorse them, right? Because they were older than me, so that means they were together since the 70s, 80s, 90s. How did they get through the AIDS epidemic? How do you build a relationship that can weather so many storms? If you have any questions, if you have anything you want to master, a mastermind, a coven, a conclave, a gang, for all intents and purposes, is a good way to start. So again, they don't all have to know each other, or they don't even have to know they're in your mastermind. But if you want to do a serious mastermind where you reach out to specific people and invite them to meet maybe once a month, once a week, to make specific changes in each other's careers or whatever you're tackling, that's amazing. For my birthday, I just turned 40 in June. I was supposed to go to Paris and Portugal and Spain and having a great time with my husband, yet set it all up. But COVID happened. And we thought, okay, well, what's the next best thing? Zoom. <laughs> so I had a Zoom birthday party and I connected with a few of the people that I've had on my podcast who I consider to be A-game, who are really devoted, who are really inspired, who are really motivated, despite what's going on. Because like I said earlier, in my bubble, the only thing that I have control of, I want to keep going. I want to be happy. I want joy. And I saw that mirrored in these people that I invited, and we had a collage party. I sent them a collage kit, and we made art together and spoke about things that were fun and serious. So think about that. Who would you invite to your Zoom? Who would you invite to your mastermind party? It's fantastic to be able to think realistically, right? It doesn't have to be famous people. They don't have to be rich. They just have to know something that you want to know. And you'll be surprised how many people are willing to share that information. Just as you should be willing to share your information with others who need it. Are you an artist or want to be? But can you use a guide, a cheerleader, and a coach? I'm excited to announce that I'm now officially a coaching artist. Let's work together on a project-based, result-driven outline to get you into a state of prolific flow. Because artists like us don't seek validation. We create our own opportunities to shine. Go to prolificflow.com and drop me a line. Now is our time. Let's work together. So it's this whole wellness idea. Don't be afraid of it. And the reason I'm so connected to wellness and holistic and self-help is because it's allowed me to be where I am now, through art. Wellness and art combined have allowed me to arrive at the center of my creation, of my creative practice, and in absolute joy. And I don't say that lightly. And when I say creative practice, I know people are like, practice, you're not a doctor. But the truth of the matter is that anything that requires mastery will also require a practice. So if you're a barista who makes coffee, it's a practice to arrive at the perfect mastery of a cappuccino, of an espresso, of an Americano. 
Same thing with any other study or any other craft and practice. And the reason I'm so gung-ho and I love talking about this wellness through art is because I'm on the other side. So something really funny. Xavier and Angie Diaz, who are the people behind a pretty normal podcast and also are doing a pretty normal day video series, invited me to be in their first video. And it was this phenomenal, like, mini doc on me. And I thought, oh, cool. Like, this is so humbling. This is so beautiful. They came into my house. They recorded my studio. They recorded me. They asked me some questions. And it was fantastic. A few days later, I was in Connecticut with my husband. We were outsourcing material for collage kits and collage and thrift shops. And they send me the video. And I am not kidding you. I did not recognize myself. I did not recognize myself. Because I was happy. Like, when I think of myself, honestly, I think of myself as a very serious person. But in this video, I was just like giggling and like, I was talking about some serious stuff, but there was a huge smile on my face. And I was in my happy place. I was in my studio. How would I not be happy? But the fact that I was so like moved to the point where I was like, whoa, who is that person? Who is that man? Because like I say, I've, I've told you before, I come from a dark place and I will always no sadness. I will always be sitting vigil at the side of that fat, sad boy on the ledge, listening to Mazzy Star. Because in some way or the other, I will be tethered, holding him back from that ledge. Until one day, he comes here, where I am. And really, that's how we become our own guardian angels, right? Like, time is this illusion. There's no, like, past, present. It's all this one moment here this collective here. And I know that there are other kids, other young people on the ledge, and my tether is strong for them too. It's serious. It's so beautiful, honestly. So I'm really excited to be able to share that and to be able to see that and recognize myself as, wow, I am not that sad kid anymore. I'm really happy. And I guess it could sound a little weird to be saying that in the middle of a pandemic. But there's no excuse not to, right? What do we have to be sad about? If I have my coffee, if I can record this podcast with you, if I can work out in the morning, if I can share my meals with my husband. I mean, there's a lot to be very worried about, believe me. But there's also a lot to be very happy about. And we can move from there. So now that I'm on the other side, I can approach things differently, right? When I was in darkness, if someone invited me to do something, I'd question it. I'd wonder why would they even bother or, ooh, I can't do that. And one thing that happened recently was I was invited to participate in September Lodge. And I know you probably know about this because I've been talking about it a lot. And I've been posting every day since September 1st, 2020, from these prompts that these two artists Ariane Velasqua and Elsa Bodin-Leon created. And this is, again, an amazing way of creating community through this challenge. And they've, in some way or the other, created their own collage mastermind. They created this series of prompts for every day of the month as a structure. And then each artist could do whatever they wanted. They would bring their voice, their state of mind to the challenge, and they can take it wherever they want. See, 
if you're in a guarded place, first of all, you wouldn't take that invitation. You'd be like, oh, that's hokey or oh, what's the point? But I was able to receive this invitation and be like, ah, oh, fun, cool. I didn't even know who these people were. And I was like, wow, well, thank you for even thinking of me. And let me tell you, it took me to places that I hadn't been to in my collage work. Some of the prompts were just one word or two words, and I was able to just play with them and just let happenstance happen sometimes. My favorite work is usually the work that kind of just comes together. And what do I mean by that? One of the prompts was bridge. And I was like, bridge, okay, bridge. So I didn't give it too much mind. I was working on another prompt. I think it was birth or love. And, and again, I was like, how do I do that? Maybe circles when it comes to birth. So I was toiling, literally like thinking way too much about it. And then I realized that at some point I had cut out mushrooms and I had cut out this Victorian hand. And on the table, the way they were placed, completely by accident, happenstance, the hand seemed to be reaching to the mushroom. And then it hit me. Oh, right. The bridge. She wants the bridge. These little mushrooms to take a trip, to take this holy bridge into the unconscious, into the holy visual LSD trip, psilocybin. And I was like, wow, I had nothing to do with that. But there it is. And that was really exciting. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not promote, I don't promote recreational anything especially when it's something as sacred, as important as mushrooms, right? Before, you would need an initiation. Again, here we go with the occult, right? Information that was hidden, so not just anyone can pick up a mushroom and literally loiter into the sacred space. So it was a beautiful experience to, to be able to create that and find that. Because honestly, I just felt like an antenna. I was like, oh, there it is. Another prompt was a rose. And I thought, well, that's kind of simple, right? A rose. So I was able to abstract rows and put two roses together and just play around with it, mess it up and put it back together. And I think that's a really good point. All right. If, if there's anything, if you take anything away from here, when you're making art and you're stuck, take it apart and put it back together. Take it apart and put it back together. Like that's it. That's the secret. You will find your way in the putting back together of it. And in the taking it apart, it'll reveal itself to you, right? Talk about the occult. Another one that I really enjoyed was the wave. So it was the prompt was wave. And I thought, you know, okay, a wave, literally. So I, I found some blue paper and I was cutting it out in the shape of a wave and it just felt wrong. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm approaching it from the wrong angle. And then I found a yoga woman in, in pose, in meditation. And I thought, oh, that's the wave right? She's like tuning into this like wavelength and that felt right. And that's what I was bringing to this September Lodge, right? My awareness and my journey and my seeking this uh, esoteric knowledge. And it was so beautiful because otherwise I'd just be kind of creating from an unconscious uh, place, which I really love to do. But this was really cool. I mean, it was super awesome. And I'm hoping to do something with these images afterwards. The next one that I'm really excited about is Mother Nature, which is the last prompt of September Lodge. Um, and it's interesting, I, again, I came to that image in a really weird way, meaning I came to that image in a very roundabout way. 
I wanted to do something pretty, but uh, it came a little bit severe. It became this image of uh, La Llorona. So I won't say too much, but check it out. It's on my Instagram feed, at Art Engineer. So thank you so much, Ariane and Elsa, for creating September Lodge. I think we need more opportunity to form community, exchange ideas, and uh, prompt growth, because that's literally what you guys provided for me. You prompted my growth. So what are we going to do? How are we going to create this mastermind? Now, I'm a big proponent of Instagram, even though I think, you know, we need to step away because there is a tight censorship moving into social media. So be warned and be careful. And this is me being esoteric. So if you're really making connections on Instagram, try to move them into your email list, into another platform, because as we move forward, things are going to be even more censored. I know, terrifying, but just put that in your pocket and do something with that. So use Instagram for now to create a mastermind. Scroll through your pages. Who, whose images, whose feeds do you like? And pick five artists, five people that you want to be like. Ideally, choose artists that are a few steps ahead of you. Not at the Whitney, not at MoMA. Don't make it a celebrity thing. Make it an attainable thing. The whole celebrity thing is an illusion, but that'll lead us down another conversation. So choose artists that you feel comfortable reaching out, but it's also somewhat of a stretch because that's where you want to go. So easy peasy. Let's build community. Let's feel good about it. And I mean, yeah, you can feel good even through all this ridiculousness, all of the censorship, all of the turmoil, all of the disease, you can find ease. So this is Luis Martin, the art engineer with Studio Confessions, the art wellness podcast. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, please leave a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Follow me on Instagram at art engineer and send me your email or follow the show at StuCon Podcast. Please share this episode with someone who'd benefit from this conversation. Remember, you are the flame that can ignite a thousand candles. This is Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.